0: In the Pattern Podcast. Make left traffic clear for the option.
1: Minneapolis departure, Archer 641, Charlie, Charlie, 2,000, climbing 3,000.
2: Line up and wait 7 range, 4, Mike Nelson. Martin Tower, 172, Romeo, down on the shuttle, 1, 3, 3, ready to take off. Auburn down, the bus range, 2, 1, bike, enemy downwind, for runway 5. I'm John, I'm Chris, I'm Brad,
3: and I'm Mark, and we are the In The Pattern Podcast.
2: Welcome to episode 63 of the In The Pattern Podcast. This is Chris, and along with me tonight, I've got the uh, whole gang, which is kind of nice. We've been uh, working on trying to get together for a while, and it's been a little difficult. Um there's been some other priorities in the way. Life gets in the way. But along with me tonight, I got one of those guys that's been hard to get a hold of. Mr. Conway, new daddy. How's things going, man?
3: Going going well. Um, uh, I'm at least getting sleep. So <laughs> He's been sleeping through the night since he was two months, so I'll take it.
2: Yeah, that is not too bad for uh, for that age. That's pretty good. Yes, so Mr. Conway, the new dad, how, how old is, is uh, Owen now?
3: he is four months and like a week or something
2: wow wow yeah love the pictures <laughs> this is we're recording this uh just so you know no, uh, november 1st day after halloween i saw the pictures last night uh they were pretty cool yeah dressed up as the beast it was kind of cool. <laughs> cool and uh we also got mr brad how are you doing sir
1: I am doing okay. It's uh, it's warm weather up here in the Great White North, and uh, uh just enjoying it while it lasts. The fall colors coming in nicely. Uh, no, they're long gone. Non gone, huh? Yeah, the- the leaves are gone. Wow. It's, we're we're ready for the big chill, but it hasn't. It's giving yeah. us a, a temporary reprieve, and it's supposed to be a cold and snowy winter. So I, I was
3: going to say, I saw that. Uh, this is getting close to the latest first freeze. If it holds off until the 7th, I
2: believe. Oh, that,
1: that wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, we were, it's, we were supposed to get a killing frost a week or two ago, and we just missed it. It was like 34 degrees, um, yeah. and so there are still a few bugs floating around, but we're waiting for that hard freeze to finish them off.
2: Nice, nice. And uh, speaking of someone with some uh, better weather, Mr. Mark, how you doing, bud?
0: Doing good, recovering from knee surgery last week.
2: Yeah, I s- saw those pictures too.
0: That was, that was pretty gnarly. Uh, yeah, actually, it was was very straightforward. I'm very fortunate. Uh, I was actually went out for a walk with my wife and our dogs this evening to try to stretch things out. But uh yeah, the weather was beautiful here today. Uh, we just had a huge storm roll through and I was telling Brad before the uh, before we started recording that it dumped like a foot of snow over the Sierra Nevadas uh wow. in a extremely short period of time, within a few hours and uh, uh they ended up having to shut down Donner Pass for a few for a while, so it was, yeah, Caltrans was said they were ready for the storm, but they weren't ready for that much snow that fast. <laughs> so they ended up stopping everything until they could get it all cleaned up. But uh, some, what I saw it was uh, cleaned up again today, so it was everything's open. Uh, well, I have things I need to do aviation-wise at the end of the week, and I have things to do aviation-wise and business-wise in about three weeks. So if we have another storm coming, it needs to go in that window. <laughs> Work with me. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> Oh, man it looks like uh looks like the workout's been paying off too man you've uh, been able to add a whole lot of fuel to your next flight for sure yeah
0: in the past
2: uh four months i've dropped sixty five pounds that is fantastic yeah thank you yeah that's got that's well gotta done. make yeah that's gotta make uh your just whole body feel better especially right. the knee recovery you know a- absolutely i i do feel so much
0: better um i i plan on dropping probably another thirty. Um, since you know I'm 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 in the the swing of things, I guess um, it's kind of leveled out here a little bit the last uh, two three weeks, but uh, I'm finally starting to see some some more gains or losses, if you will. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm gonna try to go about another thirty pounds and, and get down to a, a really healthy weight and take the take the stress off my joints and off my heart and everything else. So, but that's you know in aviation terms, that's a lot of
2: usable a lot of usable load and fuel and absolutely yeah there. dude that so. is fantastic i've uh I've, I've been so impressed with that it's making me want to get out there and work out Not that i need to lose a lot of weight but you know starting to feel it well cool man i am uh, i'm glad to uh be back on with you guys it's been a little while in fact it's uh i know we're a little behind on some of the other episodes and uh we'll get them out there as soon as we can and, and by the time you're hearing this one they've already been out there obviously but uh We've got some some catching up to do, that's for sure. So speaking of that, I think just logically we should kind of start back with uh, last thing that uh, we kind of start talking back talking about, and that was Oshkosh. Um, Brad and I made it out to Oshkosh, as you guys know, and uh, had a good time. Yeah, and. Um, I flew into Minneapolis and caught a, caught a flight with Brad to Oshkosh for a few days. And then, uh, and then Brad took me back and, and, but then he decided that wasn't enough for him and he had to go back. So Brad, I haven't really heard from you about how that really went. And if you can remember, remember a little bit about it, tell, tell us what kind of happened there.
1: Um, yeah, so we, we flew in, uh, had a really easy arrival, uh, coming in from Minneapolis, uh, From Crystal, I had one of the archers, and uh, uh, it was actually by far the easiest arrival I've ever done into Oshkosh. Uh, We showed up at Fisk, um, at Ripon, rather, to start the Fisk approach, and there was a big long conga line of planes right in front of us, and then nobody when we got there. Yeah, we
2: kind of finished it up, I think.
1: Yeah, there was just there was a couple miles ahead of us with no planes, and several miles behind us with no planes. So it was uh, we didn't have to, to go around at all. It was it was really easy. Um, uh, I think we mentioned on the quick cast that uh, only run, one of the runways was open, and mm-hmm. we were curious about that, and then we got to see why. Um, yeah, and uh, Chris got a nice picture <laughs> of a cardinal Cardinal RG with the nose gear up in the engine compartment.
2: Not a cardinal. Yeah, it's a good-looking little plane, too. It, it was. It was one of one of several um, gear collapses that happened that weekend, actually, or that week. Yeah. Yeah. You know, speaking of that, um, there was some sort of military um, twin-engine. I don't know what it was. I don't. I don't. Not a fighter. Not. Not really sure if you'd call it a bomber, but what was it? Was it a Tiger Cat? Not a Tiger Cat, but can't remember what it, what it was but it had a gear collapse while we were there and i don't remember hearing about it at all do you know what i'm talking about
1: i actually don't i didn't i didn't hear about it even
2: afterwards huh. i'm going to go find it while we're talking though but um so speaking of the flight in this was obviously uh this was saturday so we kind of beat the rush by a day or two anyway so it was uh interesting for me to see the the beginning of the show quite different than showing up midweek
1: yes and, and the same for me i'd never been there before uh, before Thursday. So, so getting there while things were still getting set up and while everything was really low key, uh, was, was a great experience. It was nice. It was just very relaxing. Um, getting to see the front end half of the show, there's just different events that are going on that you get a chance to see. Uh, so very much looking forward to, uh, to repeating the experience if I can next year for Osh 17. Uh, I'd like to see like to be there for the week if I can swing it. It's going to be tough cuz I got a bunch of vacationy
2: plans uh, coming up. Yeah. But, There's but that we'll other see. there I just threw in the uh, in the uh, notes to you guys. There's the link. It's a uh, it was an A26 Invader that had a nose gear collapse. Bummer. Yeah. And apparently that happened while we were there, I don't know, like on Tuesday or something. I don't remember hearing squat about it.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was a super super busy time, though. They mm-hmm. uh, they basically filled general aviation uh, parking. Oh yeah.
2: And yeah, you know they 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 ran yeah. out of room. They there was rumors about uh, camping being uh, filled, but that wasn't exactly true. I mean, you no. could you could find a spot for a four as. Um, uh, a tent, if you need it, or whatever. But maybe not an RV or whatever, but definitely a tent or whatever you need. Yeah, yeah. Man, uh, and, good time, and, pretty
1: good weather. Yeah, great time. Uh, by and large, really nice weather. Except Sunday was really hot, and I think it stormed. <laughs> uh, we had one, one or two other rain events, and then, and then we, when it came time to leave, um, I <laughs> had been, you know, sweating the weather as I always do, and. So I reserved an IFR departure slot, uh, which turned out to be a really good thing because the field was IFR, uh, even though they were releasing VFR aircraft, um, but the field was IFR. Uh, and uh, it, was, it was raining and just really yucky Midwest weather uh, when it came time to go. For whatever reason, uh, Chris was still willing to fly with me um, after, <laughs> after we flew in. Uh, yeah. And yeah, that wasn't even the first time you flew with me. Even then, right? Because we flew out. No. To... Y-
2: yeah, last year um, with Franz, we. Uh, yeah, we we, we enlisted your help a little bit. Yeah. Um, this time we got we uh, took off in the rain uh, through the clouds and on our way back to Crystal.
1: Now, was that your
2: first IMC in a light aircraft? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was. I was trying yeah. to think of a way that you would have gotten IMC in Phoenix. Yeah. It's <laughs> I was a, like, it's,
1: probably not.
2: It's few and far between, and the kind of IMC that we get here is not the kind of IMC you'd want to fly in, because it's just it's just thunderstorm type of stuff, not really, um, you know, wispy, calm, cirrus-type clouds.
1: Yeah, these, these were mostly uh, like a big stratus deck that was kind of breaking up as we were getting ready to depart. And we were between layers a lot, but then we had a good hour. It's about a two-hour flight. We had a good hour of just solid yeah. IMC
2: in the soup the whole time. Yeah, just just white on through all windows. It was it was to the point where I was falling asleep. I was just like bored because there's nothing to see. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, yeah. And then uh, it kind of got back to crystal area, and it was uh, broken uh, layer below us and, uh, just had to punch through that and had a really easy make, uh, into Minneapolis crystal and, uh, back on the ground and dropped Chris off and then, uh, decided to drive. I I decided to go back, but I had to drive back because, uh, I couldn't get a plane. All the
2: planes were, were already back at Oshkosh. Oh yeah. 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 So, uh, you headed back on, uh, on Friday
1: then. On Friday, yeah. But I drove down uh with a friend and got to uh who's never been to Oshkosh before, so uh got to see that and see the tail end of the show, which I which again I've seen before. I the only thing I really missed was the, the UCAP tie down party. Mm. Yeah. Uh, which was unfortunate. But mm-hmm. but the rest of it was a blast and and y'all should be there if you're if you're not, and you should be making plans for OSH 17 if you
2: haven't already. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, and uh, yeah, those, the UCAP guys hung out with us at Camp Bacon. That's where they camped this, uh, this year. They, last year, I think was the first year that, uh, I don't know if they all camped with us or just uh, a couple of them, but. Uh,
1: I think, uh, I think they were all there. Were I, they? they weren't all
2: there all the time. Yeah. Uh, Jack Same had to thing leave Thursday morning this year. Yeah. Morning, uh, this year. And this, or this year, Jack didn't show up until the tie-down party. Oh, that's right. He missed the tie-down party because
1: yeah. he got there after. Yeah. That's right. And then, uh, and then Jeb had to leave like Saturday, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So.
2: So, yeah, that was fun. I've been the been to all the tie-down parties to, uh, for all the OSHAs that I've been to. So that was the first year I've missed that, but, uh. Good times were had none the least. I, I had a lot of fun in the pilot proficiency center. Man, we hit that thing up every day. Yeah, uh, I got, I got three, I think, three approaches and a hold. Uh, that was a lot of fun. I um, let's see, on the last day, um, I got Rob Mark as my instructor uh, from the Airplane Geeks. Oh fun. Yeah. And so uh we did that uh we did that simulated fly-in. To, I think it's called Johnson Creek or something. It was at uh uh-huh. Idaho Mountains um grass strip fly-in thing. It, it was that, that thing was difficult. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know if 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 the if the uh, simulator simulated the 172 at that altitude as as well as that plane really does or not cuz I fly it at fly at those altitudes quite a bit but um I don't know. I had, I had a difficult time with it, and some of it's just you don't have the the feeling around of the airplane around you, moving around, and the forces of it, and so forth to deal with. So, I don't know. I didn't do as good as I was hoping I'd do uh, on some of those things. I didn't do any of the VFR ones. Um, yeah.
1: I I got in line a few times, but but by the time I got there, if you didn't show up super early, you weren't. It was going to be a while, or not at all.
2: Yeah. And the wait, uh, the wait times were. Well, a good hour, hour and a half, if if you were towards the bottom of the list.
1: Yeah, and so I eventually just kind of gave up. I but I did do uh, did do instrument work, uh, and that was a lot of fun. Uh, just you're talking with an actual controller uh, instead of normally on the sim. You've just got a flight instructor with you. In this case, you've got a flight instructor with you, but you've also are talking on the headset to an actual controller who's giving you real clearances. Uh, who actually works that airspace normally. Mm -hmm. And so it, it, it's a lot more real. You know, they're giving you instructions like, you know, um, maintain this heading until cleared on a, on a portion, on a published portion of the approach, maintain, you know, and they're giving you the full normal clearance and you have to take it all in and spit it all back out and then fly it for real, Mm -hmm. um, with, without any autopilot. You're just hand flying the planes the whole time. Yeah, um, and yeah, in some cases, it was, you know, ILS to minimums, and then the next mission was ILS to minimums with a mist because it, the weather was below. It definitely adds to the realism, and I think that was uh, a, a big plus this year. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. I haven't uh, signed on for. The, I can't remember the name of the service that was doing the uh, the instrument the, that was oh, playing yeah. the controllers. Um, but the, there's a subscription service that you can get, and they and you can use your home computer and like X Plane or Flight Sim, Microsoft Flight Simulator, mm. and you can uh, sign up with them, log in, and and fly missions in the southwestern U.S. in the L.A. basin huh.
2: area. Oh yeah, okay, that's cool. I know with um with uh Flight Simulator and uh, and and um. Explain. Uh, you can also do something called VATSIM, V-A-T-S-I-M. Yes. Yep. And that's again where you know you might have a 13-year-old trying to play or traffic controller, but they have to go through a bunch of training in order to get to that point. So it, it's it's usually pretty good. I, occasionally, you get someone on there who stumbles quite a bit, but uh, it's good practice.
1: Yeah, it'll get you uh, used to working the radios and kind of used to what the approaches are going to be. Uh, like and, and kind of what you can expect to hear from from the controllers. And then because they focus on a particular geography, everybody is in that area. Everybody who's using the service is in that area, and, and you're hearing them uh, talk to the controllers, and the controllers are working them in and working you in all at the same time, um, which is a
2: lot more realistic. Yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of uh, Oshkosh and the show, um the uh the martin mars i just got to say was super impressive to see in real life um see it in a picture is one thing and even up against another plane or whatever uh it, it is pretty impressive but uh, the sheer size of that thing is incredible i've got i went down to the uh, seaplane base and just i don't know took gobs and gobs of pictures and videos and stuff and when you see like one of the one of the pilots or something um, um, standing up through some of the windows on it or whatever um, through the cockpit or through the hatch at the top, the size of him in comparison to the airplane, or they get up on top of the wings to inspect it. I mean, they're just so small. Um, and then I was really sad to hear that uh, on Friday they had uh, some sort of uh, engine engine issue, which caused them to go back and land and in uh, the lake and uh, they hit something under the water and put a hole in the fuselage, which caused, uh, quite a bit of problems, obviously. I know you guys probably read about that or heard about it.
3: I was going to ask if we heard an update on, uh, I know they were trying to sell the plane too, which is kind of why they brought it to Osh.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, well they, so, so they put a hole in the fuselage underneath. Um, they got some, um, and I'm sure they carry the equipment on board, the the scuba diving equipment. They got underneath and did some uh, patch job to it to to kill the leak and uh, pump the water out, um, or at least slow it down that uh, as much as possible. They flew it back to uh, Canada, and um, and over there they have the ability to 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 put it up on some sort of uh, dollies and pull it out of the water and work on it. So it's it's been since repaired, and I think it's still for sale. I think it was like three million bucks for the plane.
3: Wow. Mm-hmm.
2: Slightly used or, or slightly uh, uh, damaged at this point, but I don't know. Yeah, it has a little bit of a damage history.
3: Mm-hmm. I might be okay with that.
2: <laughs> Pretty cool. I couldn't believe the amount of people while I was out there that was being ferried over to the plane uh, by little boats that were taking rides in it and stuff. Uh, I know the rides were over a thousand bucks or something, what they were advertising the cost of it was. Wow. And there's, and there's no, there's not, there's no windows on the plane. So I don't know where they were sitting, but it's not like there's any windows other than through the cockpit. So I can't imagine what you were actually seeing, except for occasionally getting to get up and maybe, you know, view some of the cockpit while they were flying. But
1: maybe they let you swim in the, in the pool <laughs> in the back. There you go. Just be sure you get out before they drain it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> uh yeah the uh, uh the flights over the the runways back at Osh with the uh water bombing was, was was pretty impressive, that's for sure. I know they said that uh when they they have a full load of water. We're talking uh, what was it, seven uh seven thousand gallons, fifty six thousand pounds of water, something like that. Yeah, I think that was about right. That uh they drop that water and they just got a jam the uh this the the um the stick you know forward uh, the yoke that is forward to uh compensate for it wanting to climb like crazy can't imagine what that's like
3: i uh just looked up some pictures and there are totally windows in this thing
2: really show me a picture uh, I don't remember seeing any I windows grab
3: one view image doo, doo, doo. all right there you go all down the side all in the red stuff and there's a couple on the top too. Where'd you put it? But they're uh, in the cast notes. Hmm. So oh. I, I mean, I'm looking at oh, a bunch yeah, of different pictures and there's definitely windows.
2: Oh, huh. That is it. Wow. I guess I just didn't really notice it. That's funny. There's a ton of windows. Yeah. They kind of blend in a little bit, but. I guess they do. I Even my pictures, I never really noticed that. <laughs> huh. Even on the top in the white
3: area too. Yeah. It's like hmm. two rows. Uh, Two rows. Yeah. Two levels in that thing.
2: Yeah, double decker, A380, very cool.
3: It's sexier than the
2: A380. <laughs> I'd rather ride <laughs> on it than the A380. I oh, guess, yeah. you know,
3: <laughs> uh, looks a little more fun. Yeah, yeah.
2: so uh, anyway, so anyways, so, uh, anyways uh, yeah, we we headed I headed back to uh, to Phoenix on uh, on Thursday um, via the Southwest out of uh, Minneapolis. And then, uh, Brad drove back, uh, to Ash on Friday. And, and so what'd you do on, um, for the weekend, anything, uh, anything cool, anything different than, than normal?
1: Uh, you know, not too terribly different. Um, just hung out and saw the show and, uh, got to spend time with friends and, and, um, you know, go, go to see the sights and, and relax. It was, it was pretty, pretty chill, You know, it had been there for a long time, so I'd I'd had a chance to see most of the things that I wanted to see. Um, I did swing by the Honda tent and uh, picked up a generator. Um, Or I should say I paid for a generator. (laughs) I had it shipped back to the house because I didn't feel like lugging it myself.
2: Yeah.
1: And uh, that was about it. Um, Yeah, I I managed to win um, a headset that they were giving away at... uh, at the Pipistrel party.
2: Oh, the, yeah. We missed that. We, we, uh, got back too late for that. That was uh, the day we were over at the seaplane base. Right. Right. Yeah. And I
1: did wander down to the seaplane base since I had a car at that point. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, that was another thing. So yeah, just uh, showing my friend around the, around the show and, and what it's like and introducing uh, everybody and, f- you know, meeting all the camp baconistas and, and that kind of thing.
2: So it was very, very cool. nice. Very nice. Ah, uh, well, so that uh, that takes us through uh, July at least, and early August. Uh, how about you guys, uh, Mark, uh, uh, John? Um, what have you been doing up until now? Who wants to go first, Mr. Mark? I can jump in.
0: Go ahead. So, yeah, it was. Uh, <clears throat> for me, sorry, it was super quiet. <laughs> I mean, I, I flew some stuff for business. I had meetings in the Bay Area where, where I was able to, to fly into and, uh, yeah, just kind of low-keyed it. I, I, I didn't do any, any fun flying. Um, I had some relatives that were visiting from Alabama. I t- tried to take them into Lake Tahoe uh, during that time period. Uh, but the... The, the one day that I, I tried to go, density altitude was ridiculous. And the, the highest that I could get this little warrior that I was flying to climb up to was 8,000 feet. And uh, anywhere to get into the Lake Tahoe Basin, you need to be at least ten five So I circled and tried and tried to catch some ridge lift. And as soon as I'd circle back around, I'd catch the downside of it and it dropped me down another 500 feet and I'd climb another 500 feet on the ridge lift. And so finally, we were, we just gave up and
2: <laughs> the struggle.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was this poor little airplane was just doing all she could do to climb, and that was it. <laughs> you had uh, you and two others in, in it. Yeah, yeah. It was my sister-in-law, and uh, she's she's not very large, and her nephew, who was all of you know probably a, a, a buck fifty, soaking wet. So it uh, it was before I had started my adventure, uh, my weight loss adventure. So maybe that we would probably have more success now, but. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. But but it just happened to be density altitude that day was pretty yeah. was pretty high. So, yeah. It it couldn't get any bu- above above 8,000 8500 feet. And that was it. It just wouldn't fly any higher,
2: so. Wow. Um 160 horse.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um it, it this one this 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 uh this little warrior that I've been flying though. It it's got a uh a custom exhaust on it. So, this is what the owner says. It's got a custom exhaust on it, so it, it acts like it's more like a 180. Um, and it, it really does. It takes off hmm. with a little bit more authority. Uh, it'll climb out with more authority. Um, but that day, it just. Is that just the didn't one happen. you
2: flew with, uh, when we went
0: to Catalina? Uh, no, that one no longer exists. No longer exists. Correct. A student. Uh, or, that on, doesn't. Uh-oh. That doesn't
2: sound. That doesn't sound good at all. Where's the well, NTSB report?
0: I, I take it back. It exists, but it's no longer airworthy. How's yeah. How's that? Is there a story?
1: Where's <laughs> um, the NTSB I, I just, report?
0: <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I I heard about it secondhand. So, um, and I and I saw the aircraft, the airframe uh, afterwards. But uh, it was a student um, on their second um, their second takeoff and landing. Full stop. Um on their solo. Solo, okay. Got into got into the oscillation on landing. And instead of, you know, powering up and getting off the you know, doing what you need to do, uh j- got stuck in the oscillation and actually slammed the nose gear pretty heavy, slammed the, the main gears pretty heavy, ended up uh bending bending the spar, bending the main the main gear, prop strike. Um Yuck. yeah, it was it was Yuck. not good. Was not pretty, mm. um, so they ended up cannibal. Once they got on the ground, everybody was safe. You know, no no injuries, but uh, didn't do any damage to the runway, to so to speak. And, and but it was just an, it was enough that the insurance uh, came out and looked at it, and they they totaled it. And uh, it had you can actually when I looked at it uh, the following week, you could actually see some wrinkles in the skin and the wing and in the fuse. Um, and one of the in the nose gear, you could tell was definitely um. Deformed, so um, Hummer, man. Ben prop. Um, that was a good little airplane. That, white Lightning is the one that we, we nicknamed that. But um, that was that was a good little plane. They it was the the one that they have now with little red and white warrior. That uh, he the owner of the school actually had already begun the purchase. So he because he's like everybody loves these warriors. They're great. They're economical. Um, he had already gone through the purchase process. It was on its way there and. As, this, as the new plane was coming it in... became his had only the accident. plane. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it was, it was like perfect timing to get the new plane in because, you know, you've got students that, want or, that are flying and everything. But, uh, yeah. Um, since then, he's actually picked up a new... Uh, a 170... Not a new, but he picked up a 172. And I think he's still looking to pick up another Warrior um, just for the economy of it. But, uh, anyway. Yeah, there are
1: super cheap planes to fly.
0: Yeah, and and you know what? If you do a little bit of if you do a little bit of aftermarket work with them, I, I'm coming to find that, you know, they've got decent avionics. You could put a GPS in it, and uh, which which this one has this this newer one has, and uh, a little bit of engine work to it. It's got a low time engine. And it it starts when it's cold. It starts when it's hot. It starts whenever you want it to start. It it was great engine, uh, on on this new one. Um, and even the white lightning was kind of like that it would it would hot start without a problem um which you know a lot of a lot of engines sometimes just don't want to do that um but uh yeah so anyway with they ended up cannibalizing everything out of uh out of that one the warrior that got bent uh and and it was it was sitting out at the airport and i think they finally have uh have shipped it off to the
2: I don't know, the aluminum factory or whatever.
0: <laughs> wherever <laughs> it would go, wherever bent <laughs> little airplanes go, but uh, it was sad to see it sit there, but I'm now um,
2: currently drinking one out of it. You probably
0: yeah. <laughs> they're they'll part it out. Yeah, exactly. So there there's actually in Sacramento it's one of the one of the largest um GA uh salvage yards on the west coast. So I'm sure they're the ones that got it. Mm-hmm. But uh, but anyway, this this other little uh, this other little word that I've been flying, uh, um, it, it it's it moves right along. I've flown I've i probably put got twenty or thirty hours on this little airplane already myself, and and it I just like flying it. It's fun to fly. It's it's comfortable. Um, it it, it does you point it where you want to go, and that's where it's going to go, and it gets you there in a in a I think we can get I think we could get it up to probably. I'd say well, one hundred and ten knot to airspeed on a good day, um, but I never I never ride it that hard. I'm never that really that big of a hurry anyway. So uh, it'll do it'll do a hundred knot to airspeed all day long. So, um, yeah, but uh, over the summertime.
1: So if we if
0: we're gonna try to keep it uh, chronologically correct. So um, yeah, uh, flying for work. I have had to fly to the Barry. I think I said that uh, two three times. Flew into Palo Alto a couple of times, um, which is obviously the barrier, but um, um, tried to hook up with Fred and Ron a couple of times, and we just kept missing each other, so we're actually talking about, on the future trip, Chris, um, we're trying to get a two or three ship to come down and see you uh, yeah. for, the, for the Catalina event, so we can we can either talk about that later or, or offline, but... Uh, Um, so up through July, August, that's pretty much all the flying that I've done, maybe even into September. It's been business, not a lot of pleasure stuff going on. Um, in September, yeah, in September, um, I have a story for then when we get up to there, but, uh, (laughs) (laughs) or I, I scared the crap out of myself and and learned something
2: in mountain flying. So we'll just say that. (laughs) All right. We'll get back to that. We'll get back to that. Mr. Conway, dad, dad's dad been busy being dad. <laughs> Have you done anything aviation-wise yeah. in a while?
3: Um, I did go up, actually, in September. Uh, I think that's the last time I've gone up. And uh, I don't think I did anything since um, the last episode I talked about taking my niece and nephew and my brother-in-law up, uh, what, two weeks after Owen was born? Or like a week or something? Um, <clears throat> yeah, I remember since that. Yeah, since that flight, um, I didn't really do anything. Uh, just trying to keep currency at this point, and um, I ended up doing uh, night night flight, trying to get night currency. So just a couple plane, fun. did a couple solo uh, stop and goes, and uh, it it was interesting because you know I haven't flown at night since probably twenty eleven. Oh, I think so. It's been it's been a long time.
2: So did you, you, you solo the thing or did you grab an instructor or how'd you do it?
3: I, I soloed it because it was just yeah. going around the pattern. I didn't leave the okay. pattern
2: at all. Um,
3: mm-hmm. It wasn't bad at all, but it was definitely – I was uh, the first landing I was on my toes because I was ready at any <laughs> moment to, you know, punch it and go around if it didn't feel right because yeah. I knew it was going to, you know, mess me a little bit. But um, I greased all the landings. It, it turned out to be perfect.
2: Isn't it funny when you um, – I call it uh, – uh, like hyper focus <laughs> how well you can land yeah <laughs> it's something um, about that it's some of my best landings have always been at night too you know
3: yeah, mar- it's you, just...
2: you, you consider your margin of error a lot less and so you focus just that much more and just grease them right on
3: yeah
2: uh, it was it was a lot of fun uh, and
3: that's my first time flying the g1000 at night too oh um yeah i forgot about that so i'm i'm used to that thing now it's fantastic okay oh yeah
2: (laughs) that's cool i'm hooked (laughs) (laughs) well it's uh it's it's a uh an av geek slash uh tech person's dream isn't it yeah and and you know i'm a fine ifr in it so
3: obviously there's a lot more that i can do with it than what i'm actually using um but even just for vfr flying it's just uh it's just such a blast to fly and it just does so much for you that, um, that helps you out from a situational awareness perspective. So, mm-hmm. um, I just love flying that thing and, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I am in mean, keeping currency, um, thinking about going up sometime in the next couple of weeks, I haven't decided what I'm doing yet, but I'm uh, making it happen. Even with the kid.
2: Excellent. Well, you got to do it. Yeah. Got to do it. Stay current. Stay in it. I know it's uh, and it's something always on your mind. So, oh yeah. Sure. I've uh, I've been um, doing a lot of flying, but uh, more being the passenger, more than anything. Um, since last time I think we st- we we talked. Uh, I've been I've been flying with um Jonathan, A.K.A. Light Sport Man, uh, quite a bit. He's uh been working. Diligently trying to uh, get his hours in to be a uh, light sport flight instructor. And uh, to do that, I think the requirement was 150 hours total. And, really? Uh, There's an
1: hour requirement to get your CFI?
2: Total time. P P PIC. Sorry. Oh, okay. Interesting. Um, and uh, if you want to, real quick, uh, just confirm me on that, if you want to look that up while I'm
1: I talking. will get right on it.
2: Thank you. I think that's the I think that's the right number 150 hours PIC uh, to be uh, light sport flight instructor and so he's been working really hard on that and uh, so he just likes having someone in that uh, right seat just to talk to more than anything so I get over to the airport 6 a.m. with him and he's like where you want to go <laughs> I'm like all right well have, where have you been and so we try to find somewhere new that we haven't been haven't been or or go there a different direction or whatever so we've We've hit up uh, some some different airports that he hasn't got to go to. Uh, we 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 took a, a kind of a, a sporty little flight to, uh, up to Payson, which is one of my favorite places to go. You've heard me talk about flying up to Payson for breakfast or whatever quite a few times. But uh, this time in the little uh, Remos GX, um, hindsight being what it is, um, <clears throat> I wouldn't have done the flight. Um, we we should have probably have, have turned around and came back. I mean, it was. It was a little sporty going there, a little windy and and um, uh, bouncy the whole way. Um, he he landed it just fine, and we had our breakfast and everything. And and then as we're in, and and one of the indications that we shouldn't probably be there is there was only about two other planes there the whole time, and normally that that ramp is pretty busy every morning. So yeah, and and we're talking you know like Mark was talking about earlier density altitude right. Um, I'm not sure what we were what we were at that day but uh that airport sits at uh around 5,000 feet or something like that so so um yeah we uh we we're getting ready to take off and I, i do all the radio calls typically when we're on it gives me something to do and and gives him uh more focus on just the flying part so i take care of the radio calls and i call out that we're getting ready to leave and and someone replies back that uh um, you know, someone about just be careful. It's real sporty on that takeoff or the crosswind or whatever, but, uh, John managed it just fine. Um, and we bounced our little way back to, uh, uh, back to Scottsdale to put it back. And, and, um, it was, it was one of those flights that after it was all said and done, I was like, yeah, we probably shouldn't have done that or, or uh, m- more for comfort, anything. It wasn't a safety thing. It was just like, it wasn't enjoyable, you know, like most flights are. You know, it's one of those things that, uh, when you're being bounced around for an hour and a half each direction or whatever, you're like going, eh, I don't know about this.
3: You didn't lose a cheesesteak on that, right?
2: <laughs> Not that time. I'm all All right, good. <laughs> it was, I, I don't know if it was because of how focused I was on, on everything else that I didn't try and try and think about my stomach, but I don't know if, if it lasted much longer, it might've, might've turned out to be that way. So yeah, knock on wood. I haven't, uh. I haven't lost uh, any lunch that I've paid for on a flight in a while. <laughs> I, I knocked on wood, and now my dog thinks there's someone at the door. <laughs> no one's nice. here, Kevin. No one's here. Um, yeah, and so other than that, man, we've just been flying the little Rimos around the valley all over the place. Um, it's a fun little plane to fly. It doesn't go very fast. We're talking like 85, 90 knots is its you know comfortable cruising speed. Uh, So it's not very fast, but uh, it's kind of fun. It's really nimble, very light on the controls. Uh, It's a stick, so that's kind of fun to fly. Um, And it's quite a challenge when you're hopping from one airport to the other that's stacked on top of each other because it only has one radio. So trying to get your calls in and ATIS and everything else uh, can be difficult if you're trying to do touch-and-goes and and stuff like that. But I think John is down to, like, less than five hours. He's already got his... uh, his um, uh, check ride scheduled uh, for shoot. I think it's um, week after next, and so I'm uh, I'm very proud of him. In in this amount of time, too, man, he's just been absorbing aviation left, right, and center. He uh, he went and got his uh, AGI, passed the he he jumped on and passed that um, uh, what is it the uh, um, ground instructor rating? Uh, yeah, the, the advanced ground instructor. But before that, you have to be. What is it? Um, the FOI? FOI, yeah. The the, fundamentals of Instruction. Oh my gosh, that thing kills me. Every time I start reading that thing, I just start falling asleep. I just got to get through it. But uh, i real proud of him because he's he just you know has been absorbing this stuff left, right, and center. Got his ground instructor rating, and immediately, like the next day or two, he has ground instruction to do. He's teaching people. He's already had... You know, half a dozen customers, which is fantastic. Oh, good for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hey, I,
1: I looked it up. It's 150 yeah. hours PIC okay. to get your CFI Sport.
2: Okay, that's right. Um, cool. Which is
1: different from the regular CFI, Yeah. which is 250 hours plus a commercial plus an instrument.
2: Yeah. So there you go. So, yeah. So uh, the next time we talk, uh, we will uh, we'll get uh, John to come on with us and tell us just about, you know, how his experience was getting through all of that. Because it seems like every other time I go up with him, he's had some experience where some pilot or some instructor is kind of kind of scaring him, saying one thing or another about light sport planes or like, for example, he's had several people tell him that, oh, you'll never get this plane to to. uh, Sedona. We've talked about going to Sedona. You'll never get that plane to Sedona. Well, we just went to Payson and it, no big deal. Same, about the same altitude. We had that plane at 8,500 feet. Prior to that, our, the highest he ever had that plane was when we did the, uh, um, the Bravo crossing at Phoenix at 4,500 feet. So I, I, I'm kind of upset at the people that he's, he's getting this bad information from. People fly light sport airplanes cross country all the time. Up to their uh, maximum altitude, which is what 10,000 feet AGL, is what they're limited to. So th- that engine, that Rotax 100 horse Rotax, I'm sure just like any other um, carbureted engine, will go up to you know 12, 13, 14,000 feet just fine. So anyways, um, I don't know. We, I, I've probably I probably fly with uh, John. I don't know, once a week, it seems like, but, uh, so that's been a lot of fun. And, um, the other thing that, uh, I got to go do a little, not long ago was, uh, there was a AOPA fly in the last one of the year. In fact, up at, uh, Prescott airport, um, let me look when that was, it was grandma my logbook here. Um, okay. That was. October first, yeah. So the month, just last month, a uh, month ago, October first, up at uh, Prescott uh, Airport up north, uh, there was a AOPA fly-in. There was a, <laughs> there was like a 26-page notum that went along with it, which I thought was uh, pretty interesting. <laughs> it reminded me of the uh, the um, Oshkosh notum, but uh, even more, <laughs> even even uh, more in depth. There was all kinds of colorful maps that went along with it and stuff like that. So. It was a lot of fun. We uh, I grabbed uh, Michelle's, uh, my wife's uh, uncle uh, Gary, and uh, and we took off out of Glendale at like 6 a.m. and um, per the Notum got on with uh, Phoenix approach and and checked in with them and let them know that we were going to Prescott for the uh, for the fly-in. And then it seemed like every other every third person on the radio was going there too. So I had a conga line of people. Uh, behind me, heading to uh, heading to Prescott, and uh, followed the directions of the Notam, and got off with uh, Phoenix approach uh, where where, we, where it was appropriate, and then contacted uh, Prescott, and and I kind of started the uh, the the morning um, arrivals into into Prescott for the uh, fly-in, and it was really nice. The uh, weather was really good, and it was it was like a record turnout. I think there was 500 plus airplanes flew into it, so I thought that was pretty fun. That's amazing. Yeah. Um saw uh Jason Shepard up there with M Zero A, he had a he had a booth and uh a few other people that I uh, get to see at Oshkosh every once in a while too. And some people that was up there that I didn't know was up there after I saw their post, I was like, Darn, I missed a lot of people actually.
1: I saw you ran into uh Rob Regan of Flying High Coffee. Yeah. Appreciated the snapshot.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um yeah, I went to went to get get in line for some coffee for breakfast and stuff, and I was like, "Are you kidding me? This guy, this guy must just uh, travel around to all the air shows and and uh, supply the coffee." So, yeah, it was good to see him.
1: Yeah, he was at the AOPA event in Anoka
2: last okay. year, also. Oh, cool. Good for him. I'm glad business is going good. And I told him we uh, missed him at Oshkosh this year. I said, "But his a uh, but his a uh, little buddy uh, wasn't there to help him out with the uh, with the stand anyway." So truth <laughs> so yeah that was uh that was fun and then um uh i think we headed back to uh to phoenix around like 1 2 o'clock something like that they had a little air show demonstration stuff that was pretty fun there was a couple of um a couple of big name performers that that uh performed and then um uh the big um uh, what is it the big aeronautical college um riddle is located there i don't know if you knew that embry riddle's out of uh, out of prescott and so they did they have a a competition team that uh does some stuff in a little, uh, Cessna 150 150 150 horse Cessna 150 they do some um I think just like uh, spot landing contests and stuff like that with it. So, they actually won several awards it looked like uh, when we were up there. Um and uh, so we t- we took off at uh, 1:32 o'clock and it was starting to get kind of warm and sprinkled a little bit. The uh, it reminded me of Oshkosh. I think I was in line with the engine running for about 25-30 minutes for departures. Oof. Yeah. So it was fun uh paying for the engine to run as we're sitting there on the taxiway. And here, here's the thing. So there's there was a line of aircraft on both sides of the runway, and the um, controller was uh, letting some from each side go, right? But because the other side of the runway had more people, he was letting more of them go at a time than our side, like two to one. And I'm, I'm, And I'm thinking, I'm like, dude, just let us go one for one based on how we showed up. And then once our side's empty, the whole side can go just, you know, one after another. Um, I was like, that kind of ticked me off that we were sitting there having to pay to have the engine run uh, because he was wanting to help out that other side that had a longer line of people. Um, anyway, so we took off and it was, um, again, I, I don't want to say sporty as far as windy or anything, but because of the heat, um, I was I was uh, running into that situation like uh, like Mark uh, the 172, which with even just me and me and Gary on board, wasn't exactly climbing uh, like a homesick angel out of uh, out of Prescott. Uh, Prescott's uh, like 5,000 feet too, and uh, we had to climb over some mountains to be able to head back down into Phoenix. So we had to climb up to 8,500 to get out of that area, and it just uh, whoo, it uh was doing all it could to handle a three, four hundred foot a minute, you know, climb. But uh after we cleared cleared the ridge and was able to head back down into Phoenix, it was no problem. But there for a while I was thinking, dang man, this thing is seeming a little anemic, you know? So anyways, it's uh it's been a lot of flying, but uh, a lot of uh a lot of flying from the passenger seat more than anything for me. What else is uh what else is going on other than the flying and, and, and stuff like that?
1: Uh, well, I have been doing a little bit of flying (laughs) other than Oshkosh. Um, (laughs) I got, uh, not much though. I took August off. I didn't fly at all in August, uh, for whatever reason. It just didn't, just didn't happen. Uh, but, uh, managed to get night current again because we have, we're back in the season of lots of night. Um, made one trip up to Madeline Island, uh, just for the day, which is, uh, in Lake Superior, on the north shore of Wisconsin, uh i sorry, on the south shore of Lake Superior, the northern end of Wisconsin, and uh, another trip uh, up to Duluth uh, just a couple weeks ago, and uh, those are just short, you know, hour each way kinds of trips, and then um, got uh, just the other day got instrument current again, or not? I extended my instrument currency in the sim. Uh, so I've, I've managed to keep, uh, other than having a little bit of time where I wasn't night current, I've managed to keep, uh, current day, night, and instrument VFR pretty much for just about all of 2016. Nice. Yeah. And now I'll be, I have enough currency, uh, left to get me through the end of the year. Um, I have a medical coming up. Uh, could be my last third-class medical that I'll need. Hopefully. Uh, so uh, those of you who are into such things may have noticed that they passed third cl- a third-class medical exemption, technically. Um, there is still a third-class medical, but you are exempt from it in a lot of different situations uh, for private pilots like the four of us and probably a lot of other folks. Um, there's, but um, it doesn't take effect until, I believe it's July of 2017, um, unless the FAA invokes it sooner.
2: Yeah, if they, if they do absolutely nothing, it will go into effect by itself. Right,
1: it'll go into effect um, by fiat, by, by act of Congress, uh, in July, but I, but the FAA could make it go into effect sooner, although that's vanishingly unlikely, um, because they weren't a real big fan of, of the medical reform as it, as it was. Mm -hmm. Um, but it does mean that for the kinds of flying, for most of the kinds of flying that I am qualified to do, um, I would not need a medical. Um, if I wanted to fly to Canada, I would still need one, or any other foreign country, yeah. um, you know, any, any other non-U.S. destination. And I think that even includes Canadian overflights. Uh, so I can fly over parts of Canada on my way to another part of the United States um, without landing in Canada, without needing to file any any paperwork or anything beyond a, a flight plan. Um, but I don't think that I can do that without a third class medical.
2: Um, that's the way I kind of understood it too. If someone else was talking about that.
1: Yeah. Um, so I, I'm not sure exactly how I'm going to handle that. If I'm just going to let my medical lapse in 2018, uh, because that's how long a third class medical would last me or, and, and then just pick one up when I need one before flying, you know, before making a flight where I would require a third class I, I haven't really thought it out yet um, but I do I will need one if I'm going to fly in the in the first half of 2017 I will need a third class medical for that so that's that's coming up shortly um, I'll probably pick it off uh, as long as I can do it sometime in December I'm good to go
2: let's see I just started me making me look for mine okay I'm. mine was June of 2015 so i think i'll be good
3: i think i had mine in january of 2015 so i'm good
2: well mine would be no july, mine would be july of 2017 <laughs> oh, yeah, so maybe
3: john john'll be good he's young Yeah, i, forgot. I got it till 2020
2: yeah <laughs> under 40 yep yeah i enjoyed that for a while that, i got mine right before i turned 40 so that was a nice 5 years to start with
1: yeah that's what i did as well and those days are long past.
2: <laughs> yeah, same here. Uh, so, uh, wow. Oh, um, I was going to ask, and I think you had uh, put notes in. It. We we talked about it last time, but uh, no, no new planes for the uh, for the club.
1: No, we've gotten close a couple of times to getting a, a new Saratoga, and. Um, we've been, we've been outmaneuvered basically. Somebody else came in and offered a full ask on one of them, um, mm. and snapped it up. And then another one that we were ready to purchase, um, uh, somebody just swooped in before we had a chance to even make an offer.
2: Oh, okay. And it was
1: accepted. And the, you know, the, the other, par- the other party's offer was accepted and that was the end of it.
2: So, wow. So, so the market's good, huh? The
1: market for the for a non-turbocharged Saratoga is is apparently pretty tight. It's a pretty hot market for that plane, and I can understand why. It's a heck of a plane. I uh, I did my sim flying uh, in a in a simulated Saratoga, and uh, it, it was very it was
2: impressive how much better performing it was than the Cherokee Six. Hmm. Well, so you're talking from a 260 horse to a 300 horse machine, right?
1: Yeah, 300 horse, and we're. I wouldn't mind if we got a turbocharged one at all. Actually, it would be it would be quite nice, um, just to be able to get over the lakes, the Great Lakes. Um, I am unwilling to fly over the Great Lakes in something that I can't glide to the other side. Uh, just there, the water is is always cold, and I just don't want to take that chance. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Uh, a turbocharged aircraft would give me enough altitude um, that I would need oxygen but I'd also would be able to to glide across the lake if and if it if the engine failed right out over the middle of it
2: so, yeah, um, good but point.
1: i there are good reasons not to have a turbo in a in a club because it just if not everybody takes really good care of it uh it it can Get, the engine can make, get really, really
2: expensive in a hurry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. It's one of those things that, uh, and sometimes you, with those turbocharged engines, you know, from, from talking with Franz on his, um, d- there's different wastegate options, automatic wastegates or even manual wastegates, and just learning to run the engine properly is, is a big deal. Yeah, learning how to cool it
1: off, uh, on descent and, and learning how to cool it on the ground after you've landed, um, are really critical things that you you just can't, you can really mess up the engine if you don't follow the procedure. And so in a flying club where you've got, you know, several dozen people at least that'll be qualified to fly this aircraft, you, I, I can understand why the, where the risk comes into play. So one
0: so of the things that I was going to talk about later, but uh, I, since we're on the, the topic of turbos, one of the planes that I'm getting checked out on Friday, um, I've been checked out in probably a half a dozen planes. And it's usually like, a, a, you know, you, you do your normal stuff and you jump up in the pattern or you go out in the practice area and you do some things. Well, the plane that I'm getting checked out in is a 182 Turbo RG. No fun. It, it's... It, this is not the plane that I wanted to take on, on a business trip that I was going to, but but everybody wants at the week that I want to leave, take this other plane, uh, 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 an Arrow too. Um, everybody wants to do their commercial checkouts and and practice in, so <laughs> I can't get the I can't get the Arrow. So oh. the other option was this uh, one eighty two Turbo RG, um, and it's not just a simple go up for an hour. No um, oh, check out. Check out. Yeah, it it may yeah. end up it may end up being like two or three flying sessions, and it has a lot. And it and maybe the the instructor that I'm actually gonna go up with is my primary instructor that I finished off with. I, it was going to be another like the ops manager um, of the flight school, and um, he uh, he basically told me he goes, "It has nothing to do with your with your flying ability. We all know you can fly. We all know that you've actually got time in in 172s. You've got time in 182s." You got a little bit of time in in turbos. However, for insurance purposes for on this plane, uh, we need to make sure and be confident that you fully understand how to run this engine. And and I was like, okay, <laughs> you're you're making me a little concerned. They said it has nothing to do with it. it. It's all about we want to make sure that you understand. You know, like like Brad was saying. When you're when you're descending from from high altitude, if, they, if you're going to go up at 14,000 feet, um, you need to be able to understand how to run a turbo coming back down. Um,
2: yeah, you don't want to uh, shock
0: cool the engine and all it, that stuff. It, it, exactly, and and that's funny because I got in a huge online discussion up with a guy who goes shock cooling doesn't exist, and I went really have you do not understand physics. But anyway, oh, that's a geez. whole other conversation. <laughs> but but yeah, so I'm gonna end up probably um, I'll, I'll probably have a two or three hours in this, in this plane before I actually take it on, uh, on my long cross country that I got to do for, for business. But, uh, um, and I get it and I, and I'm, I totally understand, uh, from their perspective because, you know, if something breaks, it's really, really, really expensive in a turbo engine. So, um, yeah. So just kind of reinforcing the fact that, uh, to have a turbo with, is great, like Brad says, to climb out. Matter of fact, my, my CAP unit has a, a turbo 206. Um, and we all have to, and it, it's also a G1000, and we have to go through some pretty extended training uh, in that plane. Same thing. And we have ours because we do a lot of search and rescue in um, in the Sierras here Sierra in Nevada Range. So it allows us pretty much any time of the year to do what we need to do. Um, and carry people still. Um, But uh, yeah.
2: So I'm looking forward to that, to that checkout, but yeah. Yeah, that'll be fun. That's a great plane though. Yeah. That's a, 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 that's a sporty SUV right there. Exactly. You know, that that was the thing that I was looking for.
0: Like I said, this, this aero two that I was going to take, it's, it's relatively new to the school and it's, it's a whole lot better than the, the midair blue one that I used to fly out of there. And uh, it has better avionics, you know, newer motor, blah, 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 blah. And so I was looking forward to taking this thing down on, uh, I have a trip down in, uh, in Las Vegas in uh, the middle of November. And, uh, so I'm going to fly down to, uh, to, uh, to VGT, um, North Las Vegas and i would be down there for the week. And so I was looking forward to taking the arrow down there and kind of getting a good feel for it. And then when I got the call, sorry, you can't have the arrow, but we'll make you a great deal on this. <laughs> If if you want if you're willing to uh, to jump through the hoops to to get checked out in it, um, and I went and looked at it, and it's it's got great avionics, it's got a, it's got a newer um, Garmin GPS in it, and all the nice bells and whistles. Um, and it's it's I looked at it, and I'm like, this is kind of like flying an SUV. Mm-hmm. And they laughed, and they went, Yep, this is exactly what it is. I'm like, this is great because my colleague coming in from uh, Australia. He's not my size or not my, not my current size or, well, you know what? He is my current size.
2: <laughs> Pat on my back there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I was just going to ask, I mean, so who's going with you? Cause this thing can haul a bunch and, and yeah. seating wise, cause I've been in them. I mean, 172 is comfortable, but this thing has room between two people.
0: Sure. And see, that's the thing. It's, uh, it'll be me at, we we'll each be about 250 pounds. Um, and then he's bringing, I think, like 50 pounds of luggage, and I'll probably have 30 pounds of luggage uh, for the week because we have to have business uh, business attire. And uh, so I'm thinking, okay, this will work. And, and Fred actually was talking about, hey, can I tag along? And he goes, I'm like, dude, we're going down for business. You won't see us all week long. He's all, that's okay. It's Vegas. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Cool. So, so Fred may jump, you know, he may, I got to give him a call, but uh, he so, may,
2: he may tag along too. I don't know. What weekend is this or what week or whatever? Uh, it's is it the
0: one? week before Thanksgiving. I'll be down there the oh, 13th okay. to the 18th. Okay. And then, and then I'm trying to get, well, I'll probably have the, that, that other warrior that I spoke of to come down to see you in. Um, we just need so, to, we just need so to. So you
2: think that's a deal? To go down to see you guys? Yeah, oh,
0: absolutely. I've already, oh. I've already, I've already pre-scheduled. Okay. That. I just well,
2: need to wait, last time we talked, you were just going. Oh, I don't know. I got that thing before. I don't know if I can pull it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's,
0: cool. It's all good because uh, that week uh, I'll just make the day happen. Um, and I just so need to, we just so need we're to talking. Down the day.
2: We're talking you and Fred. Uh huh. We're trying right? to get
0: Ron to come down too, and I'm trying and, to get
2: Ron and, um, um, Nordo may come down with you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nordo. Exactly. Pete. Yeah. So.
0: That and, and, would be cool. Yeah, and then and then whoever else. Um, my buddy Keith and his Cirrus. He's thinking about uh, maybe
2: him and his wife going and tagging down with us. So we may have oh a two gosh. or three
0: ship coming down.
2: Dude, I I am so. I've got another person from uh, SoCal that I met at Oshkosh that's into it now. So uh, and then I'll see if Franz can do it again. And uh, and then of course. Um, uh we'll see about uh anybody else that's that's interested that'll be cool if we can get like a uh you know four ship five ship formation this time we'll make it official so right. so so socal approach isn't confused and telling us every five seconds that there's a plane here and plane there I'm like right. yeah we know we that's know. us, that's us. <laughs> yeah. we contact got it <laughs> we'll, we'll make it official for him this time so we're we're talking about it. this is my this is my uh yearly pilgrimage to uh Southern California down to Pomona. Uh, for Thanksgiving um, this week, this year looks like we're going to be heading down on uh, Sunday the 20th, and we'll be there until uh, Sunday the 27th, I guess. <clears throat> and I know from the last two years that I've done this, uh, you know, we do our flight out to um, to uh, um, Catalina Island. Um, AVX is the uh, Alpha Victor uh, X-ray on the uh, on the maps, the charts. Um, yeah, last year was a lot of fun. We did a little formation uh flight out there and um and Bill from uh from San Diego. Uh, see if he can maybe wants to do go go with us this time from Pomona. We'll yeah. see. Bill Bill and
0: Jerry both went out there and they they had a great time and I'm sure it's it's literally just a uh it's it's like a text to Bill and and, and Jerry yeah. and they'll be they'll be He's yeah, done. we're going. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, yeah.
2: I I've been trying to look up. I had heard something about getting your own call sign you can do a flight you can create a flight name yeah and i don't i you have to do it do you do it online or something to apply for it ahead of time
1: it's on the form
2: yeah okay you can just if we if we do it ahead of time yeah you just i'm so i'm so wanting to do that (laughs) so that'll be a blast and i've got so many people that want to do this it looks like i'll probably make maybe two flights out there this year Nice. Because everybody's jealous every time we come back and we talk about it and stuff. I'm like, well, you you had to go to Disneyland. Sorry. <laughs> we flew over it, took pictures. It was real cool from 3,000 feet, <laughs> which is the TFR 3,500 feet. I think is usually what we cross at. But, like that, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, that'll yeah. be
0: cool. I'm we'll, excited. We'll, we'll give the Disney folks a a show coming back over. We'll do a. <laughs> we'll, we'll be in our
2: V V formation. I was just um. I was just open up my uh, my logbook and I have this uh, little yellow uh, piece of paper here and it says, but this was this was uh, departing El Monte. It was it said depart El Monte, turn south 147 degrees, climb to 3500. At Disneyland, turn to 192 192 degrees and climb to 5500. At the shoreline, turn to 222 degrees for Catalina. Uh, pattern altitude 2600. <laughs> I had, I had some, I had some crib notes here on how I was going to make my way out there, but that was leaving from El Monte. So that we'll be leaving from Brackett Field, nice. I assume still.
0: Yeah, that was a nice field to get in and out of.
2: Um, yeah. Fuel was cheap, which was, yeah. which was brilliant. We'll see if I can get a plane that uh, actually, uh, starts this time. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that was killing me. That... It took me like 15 minutes just to get that plane started, and then I was then I was a little stressed at uh, at Catalina like after lunch. W- were we actually going to get it started again? Because there's no services there, you know. Exactly. Are we going to have to get out and hand prop this thing? Yeah. Yeah. Push start. Trust, <laughs> trust me, we were talking about it. <laughs> Let's get over to the top of the hill and shove him down. Yeah. <laughs> luckily, uh, luckily it started after that. But it seemed like to, from sitting for for a while, it was a it was a bear to start in comparison to the other planes that I normally fly. You could take a DA twenty. Yeah, that'd be much better. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it wouldn't. No, that's the no. one
3: I couldn't get started. Oh,
2: <laughs> it's yeah. got
3: a battery the size I need of a peanut.
2: A, I need a DA forty, anyways.
3: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. DA forty.
2: I'm in for. <laughs> so so at cool, man. You. I, I'm I'm so stoked about that. It's, it's, uh, ne- next to Oshkosh. That's got to be my you know my number one, number two thing that I that I so excited about every year. So, and the more people I can get in on this, the better. So, so the sooner that we can lock in a day, I'll tell you that right now, the,
0: the better it'll be because I can a lock in the plane, but B I can, I can, we can lock in, um, we can lock in Ron and Fred and and Pete and all those guys out of, out of Palo Alto.
2: Well, we'll get a, uh, a message string going somewhere and I'll leave it up to whoever's got the least flexible dates to start it off. (laughs) Yeah. Because I'm gonna be there all week, so I'll be able to choose almost every any day except for Thanksgiving Day, probably. Cool. So, cool, man. Very excited for that. And see if. Uh, well, so here's the thing, too, is that the last time I was down there, I'm like, I'm like, look, um, I told the, the guys at the office, I go, you know, this is the second year I've done this. This isn't gonna stop. I plan on doing this for, you know, ever. Um, so, if it'd be all right. Can we just forego the check ride next year so I can just get to flying? And he's and he was like, as long as we see in your logbook that you've been current, uh, we're cool with it. I'm like, nice. nice. <clears throat> so that was really great. Yeah, so I've been doing my best to keep up with my logbook. I'm gonna get another flight uh, here pretty soon. Um, I was thinking about doing a, a flight up and back to the Grand Canyon. I got a couple guys interested for, <clears throat> for that. So. I'll get that in, that'll look good I've got uh, several other flights in here so I think it'll be okay I've got a login for their website uh, to schedule the plane so if all goes well I won't have to do that uh, check flight, check out flight and we can just grab a plane and go Awesome, nice <sighs> So anyways I uh, I think that kind of catches us up and uh, it's been uh, great to get back on with everybody Yeah, um, indeed Looking at the uh, show notes here. Anything else that we uh, didn't cover? You got my one flight. <laughs> I'll have another one soon. Yes. Yeah. Keep my currency. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got a, uh, I, uh, I have some GoPros now, so I've been using GoPros for video, which is kind of nice, and I got the, uh, the, the, the cable from uh, um, Crazed Pilot, the uh, audio cable that attaches. Man, that's... Yeah. That's a game changer for me cuz you know like I I like to do uh, uh videos of my flights and I normally take a an audio recorder and put a little microphone in my ear cup and and uh, then have to match it all up but man that's this is a game changer sure, surely makes it a lot lot easier to uh match up the audio and video together as well as um it gets rid of a lot of the uh, background noise. Very, Very cool. nice. I-
0: I got. I picked up the same cable, but from yeah. in-flight.
2: Okay. Those guys,
0: and it mm-hmm. also. I also have the bracket, so it gets rid of the the plastic case. It just has the bracket that goes around. Yeah, I got the camera. That. Yeah. Yeah. So I, the- I actually need to get back into it and start and start recording my flights again. I I haven't. I've been kind of slacking off just because I I haven't been doing flying for pleasure when I've been flying kind of thing. It's just <clears> hurry up and get to the Bay Area. You have a meeting. So.
2: Yeah. It's not I as fun. um. The one I keep the case around uh, because I've got a uh, prop filter or a um, – what do you call it? A, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I'll call it a prop filter. It's just an ND filter. Right. Uh, I need to uh, get one of those. And what's funny is that I have got I, I got that whole thing because um, over the summer we, we did a, another cruise. And when we were in uh, in uh, Mexico, um, we went scuba diving. So I went and got scuba dive, uh, scuba certified. Um, and so I, I wanted to – red filter for underwater so it's it has a has a little um i don't know a little cap that you can slide in a plastic colored filter and there's different red colors for the water depending on how how deep you are you, you use a different red color so um i had some nd filters but they were way bigger so i just took sandpaper and sanded them down until i could slide them into that little that little uh, um cover that goes over the lens there so it works pretty good that's funny yeah. I'm uh, certified to uh, be under the water or over the mountains either way. Pretty cool. So am I. That's
3: nice. <laughs> yeah. Just not within
2: next. 24 hours of each. That's true. No. Right. Nope. <laughs>
3: next next for me, I got skydiving and I have the trifecta.
2: Dude, me too.
0: That if I've, you go down I've to, done it. John, <laughs> if you come down, to, if you come to SoCal, I can hook that up. A good friend of mine owns four jump schools down there. SoCal? Nice. Where yeah. I'm going to be? Yeah. Well, he's actually in San Diego. Okay. He's a former so, navy, former Navy SEAL, and he owns four
2: four jump schools. But you I have, to, back to, have to do it solo, Diego.
1: or it doesn't count. Yeah, True. well,
2: it takes a few jumps uh, tandem. You before can do it. You, get the, to that. you can do it the first one.
1: Yeah, I did it first, the, the first and only time.
2: You can you can solo you in the beginning. Yep. Yeah, you get like two
3: people to jump out with you, and they pull your chute and stuff like that. But and it's oh. a lot of groundwork beforehand. But yeah, you can you can do it.
1: Yeah, it cool. was like six hours of ground school.
3: Hmm. Wow. Six I, uh, hours. I would have done it. But when I went, um, it was a bachelor party, so I didn't have enough time to do like the whole ground school thing. But um, I did a tandem. But
2: mm-hmm.
3: yeah, that's kind of cool. next on my list. Though uh, the wife is not
2: too thrilled about that one. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a video the other day of this guy jumps out of the plane. This other guy jumps out, and I think the other guy like grabbed his shoe and took it off of him and threw it away like while he was in air. And so then you see this guy like maneuvering with his canopy hard left and hard right and then you see this shoe flying by him he's trying to grab it and eventually he catches up to it and it hits him in the chest and he grabs it and puts it back on before he hits the ground <laughs> but he's like he's like zooming left and right with his canopy trying to catch up to the shoe <laughs> that's funny <laughs> mm. uh, well, cool we ready to do some uh, shout outs shout
3: it out let's do it
1: i had uh i had a couple Um, I wanted to give a shout out to uh, Brad Crockett who uh, wrote in with some kind words to say about uh, the mountain flying episode that we did uh, episode 61 Uh, really appreciate uh, those kind words and, uh, and thanks so much and hope you get to do some mountain flying of your own and then the other one was for Cirrus. Uh, this week they got the production certificate from the FAA, and they can start uh, mass producing Cirrus Vision jets. And yep. so you got gotta get your position, guys. I think this could be uh, this could be the this could be our plane.
3: I'll get right on that. Sweet. Uh, I'll get
2: I'll get the uh, vinyl decals ordered right away <laughs> for the plane. <laughs> uh. I'll give a uh, a shout out to uh, to Jonathan. Um, Jonathan, I just, just really proud of uh, his, his effort and his uh, his his ability to set a goal and meet it. Um, Jonathan, uh, the uh, the light sport uh, light sport pilot I'm talking about. And you can you can find him um, uh, on uh, on Twitter at Lightsportman and or, or on Facebook either way at Lightsportman. He's got a website too. And um, yeah, if you're needing some ground instruction hit him up he's He's doing great. Uh, I'm just really proud of his efforts and uh, look forward to uh to uh um, seeing him seeing him after he gets his uh his uh, ticket. So let's go ahead
3: and let everybody know where they can find us online. Let's start with you Brad.
1: Uh, you can reach me uh via email at brad at inthepatternpodcast dot com. You can find me on the Twitter machine at Brad Kane and you can also find me on Facebook. Uh, and Kane, of course, is spelled Kilo Oscar Echo Hotel November, just like it sounds.
2: And Chris, how about you? You can shoot me an email at chris at InThePatternPodcast.com uh, I'm always on that Twitter machine as well at uh, cholabayz, and uh, or just uh, on uh, on Facebook. You can uh, also hit us up on our uh, In the Pattern Podcast uh, Facebook uh, account as well.
3: And Mark, how about you?
0: Uh, you can always find me at mark at inthepatternpodcast.com. dot com um, on Twitter. It's ca pilot mark, and on Facebook and either account on Facebook. I, I, I tend to hit both of those up on a semi regular basis. So uh, yeah, reach out, and say hi.
3: And you can find me John at john at inthepatternpodcast.com. dot com. I'm on Twitter at pilot conway and pretty much anywhere else on the internet at pilot conway. Uh, you can reach all of us at podcast at in the We're on Twitter as in the pattern, or like us on Facebook at Facebook.com/slash in the pattern podcast. Uh, show notes for this episode and other episodes can be found on our website, in the uh, please send us any suggestions, comments, critiques. Uh, we'd love to get feedback from all of our listeners. And with that, we're going to wrap up episode 63 of the In the Pattern Podcast. I'd like to thank you all for listening and remember, make left traffic, you're cleared for the option.